Welcome to the Gaming Trend Podcast, the official podcast of GamingTrend.com. My name is Anthony Shelton, and I am joined by David Burdett. Hello there. And the newest guest host, Jackson Lustberg. Hi. In this podcast, we talk about the latest games we could get our hands on. We talk about the games in our backlog we should have played a long time ago and games you absolutely need to play. We also squeeze in news. This week, we finally get to talk some Crime Boss Rock Hay City with Jackson and David. Y'all two played that. Uh, Jackson, you're reviewing it, I believe, yes? Yes, I am. There you go. I played Sifu Arenas. David played some Call of Duty Season 3, and we've been dogging it for episode after episode at least three times. And now, on the fourth appearance on the Gaming Trend Podcast, we will talk X-Defiance and show you this game that we have been talking about. In all fairness, time. I haven't been dogging it. Like I, I actually have enjoyed the little bit I've played, but more or less, I think <laughs> we've been dogging it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes, we finally get to show you what that looks like. So let's talk Crime Boss Rock Hay City. Jackson, you are the guest. You are reviewing it. Hit us with your thoughts. It is. In my humble opinion, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it tries to do quite a bit. Whether it actually pulls off what it's trying to do is kind of like 50-50 depending on the feature. It's like a roguelike, but you have to wait so long in between levels at a certain point. Um, Really feels like it railroads you into dying just to get that like rogue roguelike aspect off. I'll I'll start with some like Wait, background. No, explain that a little bit. That sounds interesting. I've never heard that described for any roguelite, roguelike. What do you mean so, railroads you into dying? It just feels like at a certain point, like the enemies just become cracked, for lack of a better word. And they just start melting oh. you away later on. And it feels like you have to, I guess, just go to your next evolution because, you know, every time you die or most of the time you die, you get a bunch of like your levels at once. Okay. And so you can do stuff like increase your gang size, increase how little you need to pay for defending your territory, those kinds of things. So it feels like, okay. At the this little point, perks. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need to accumulate quite a few of them. At a certain point, it feels like the game's telling you to die. So it so it doesn't feel like as time goes on, the enemies just get better. It it feels like because you know, like there's there's some games where it's like as you progress, yeah. like the next wave of enemies, like they're just they're getting stronger because yeah. you know they're trying to provide you a little bit of challenge. So it starts a little easy, yeah. and then it ends a little bit harder. This doesn't feel like that? At one point during one of the defense missions, I was spawned in front of, like, 15 gangsters. <laughs> it literally just put me in front of the firing squad and was like, good luck, kid. <laughs> All on you. Gotcha. Hope you got a good gaming chair, you know? Yep. 
<laughs> and the uh, something that I noticed right off the bat, like you can only do so many thing missions in a day. Like it's doing yeah. the whole day thing. So, uh, and it's all based on your crew size as to what you can actually go do. What? So, for instance, like if you've got a crew of like four people, you could send two people to do this mission then then you could try to do the other two another time so stupid me uh the only way the roguelike si simulation resets is if the boss dies so what you're trying to do is make sure you're sending the crew members on these missions so there's less of a chance even though the boss does have some cool abilities and and gear and stuff like that, that you can kind of focus on him uh, but I ran into a mission by myself just because I was going to, I was like, well, I'll just go ahead and try to do this so that I can, because uh, I wanted the extra cash, ended up getting myself completely f Kentucky fried. Uh, <laughs> so it reset, uh, it reset me back all the way to square one uh, beyond, you know, a couple of specifics that you get to keep, you know, given the whole roguelike thing. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, we were talking about this playing the multiplayer. This game feels like it it wants to do a lot of things, but it doesn't know which one it wants to put in the driver's seat. Yeah. Which you continue on that, Jackson. I kind of hijacked your, your train know. of thought oh, here. Um, <laughs> it's got these... I'm not sure if it's... It's definitely not like procedurally generated, but they're like prefabs like prefabricated stages with like a few adjustments like where the like security cameras are based there's like a tv to turn them off that you got to infiltrate but sometimes for some reason you'll get like three guards just sort of standing there backs against the wall so you can't take them out quietly and they're just staring at the objective it's like, okay, so you have effectively railroaded me out of being able to do any stealth. I guess I'll just start shooting people, which is not something you really want to do, especially in the late game. And if you're only by yourself, like, completely. Yeah. Uh, there are hostile and non-hostile takedowns. The non-hostile takedown is pretty much just telling them to get on the floor by waving a gun at them. Sometimes it just straight up doesn't work. Sometimes, like, the cops will just look at you and be like, no, you get on the floor. And you're like, okay. <laughs> what? Yeah, we, we, we had the same, we were playing the multiplayer, one of the co-op missions. I made a security guard, told him to get on the floor. He immediately does. Jackson in the other room <laughs> does it, and the guy just starts shooting back. I, guess he just <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's just... <laughs> He was not having it. He did not have his coffee yet. Like, <laughs> bro was not in the mood. <laughs> Are there classes of enemies where telling them to, to no to do it? Not really. No? Like, I think it's I haven't totally ever random. successfully told a gangster to get down. I think you just have to, like, hit him in the back. But, like, security guards pretty much have to. That's the only way to deal with it because the game punishes you for killing them. Like, it raises your alertness level if you do. And yet, you don't know who will and who won't. Like, there's yeah. no there's no figuring that out. I mean, I, I guess that's real life. Fine. There you go. You, maybe maybe some will and some won't. I, I don't think it's a weird. feature, though. I think it's I, probably a bug. 
It sounds like yep. it. Yeah. But it's it's pretty much like if if Payday was robbing from other gangsters so that you have gangsters that fight back. So you're you're kind of fighting two factions. You'll fight the gangsters, but if but the cops are also coming at the same time. So you'll end up fighting both if you're oh, yeah. not careful. That that sort of leads me into the campaign where you're pretty much just story is pretty much non-existent, which is fair because it's the roguelike aspects would make having to sit through a story each time a pain. Uh, it's you want to become the king of Florida. Here's a map, conquer all the territories. And so there are, let's say, four, five other gangster factions, and it seems like they never fight with each other. <laughs> they, they're all kind of set to just beat you up which is greatly unfortunate because there's like a little meter in the corner that says like, oh, this gang has a truce with this one. This one's not hostile to any other gang but you, which you'll see a lot. <laughs> but um, in none of those cases, if they don't have a truth, truce with a different faction, they're not fighting that faction. They're, they're pretty much never going to fight another faction from what I've seen. Even I'm, you, Even Ubisoft can like figure out like how to make the factions fight each other even though it's just window dressing <laughs> yeah that is weird i think once upon a time i saw one territory change hands and i was like what was that was that a bug and it was i i feel like it could have added so like much more if you were given the option to i guess create an alliance take down the rest turn on your like alliance partner maybe they gain another alliance it could have added layers but it's sort of you getting like beat up by four other gangsters greatly unpleasant which again leans into the whole it doesn't know exactly what it wants to be yeah um gunplay's good though is it yeah yeah it's not um, half bad actually yeah it's, okay. if, it's a, if you look at the footage, it's actually a decently pretty looking game, too. It's well made. It's really well made. It's $40, which I'd say is a bit of a plus, but like doesn't exactly spare it of all like the downsides. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, guns, there's a pretty big diversity in guns. Like there's a card that makes it so that when you spawn in, you get a cool new like high tier gun every time i use that card i got an interesting looking interesting working weapon one of them was like silenced which made all the levels really easy um yeah it's well made but it just fails to properly execute on a lot of the stuff it starts I was looking at the 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 moment where the guy was grabbing the money and he's just kind of like throwing his hands out. Yeah. And I'm like I I feel like at some point and I'm sure this is resource intensive, but I would love to see at some point developers who make co-op games where when you're looking at one of your co-op partners doing something, it actually looks like the thing There's, that they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't look like they're just like staring at a 
bunch of precious metals very intently and they're just disappearing <laughs> right. being atomized in front of you yep. it reminds me of what i remember seeing in time splitter sometimes when you're doing actions and it's just like oh uh, yeah whatever you're doing it's not happening on my screen <laughs> yep. just kind of looking at it uh one of, one of the other things we talked about there's a lot of uh they've got a lot of star power in this game oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Chuck Norris, Vanilla Ice. Uh, I, I'm failing. Um, Danny, Marston, Glover, right? Danny, Danny Glover, Danny Trejo. Love that guy. Uh, they've got all these great people in, but they end up through the little bit of story I did. It was pretty much a, them, pretty much just yelling cliches at each other. Yeah, like it's over the top campy. I feel like the campy and not in a good way. <laughs> very occasionally will land and i'll just give it like the good old nose exhale like you know <laughs> like not quite a laugh yeah like not, not good enough yeah uh, i mean do they sound like they're selling the dialogue or is this the the, the script bad uh, it could be both okay. i could okay. i could say that's both i yeah. was really excited when i saw the trailer right and i oh, saw yeah. chuck norris's hand raise a basketball and send it into high orbit <laughs> and it knocked out a satellite and then landed in a hoop if they made the whole game like that this would have been like pretty like a lot better because i feel like if they went full throttle with the campy just like full just throttle absurd. With the two, yeah like yeah it tries to take itself really seriously especially uh... at the beginning from yeah. from what I saw and like there was when you recruit Michael Rooker's character like he made he's his name his nickname is touchdown and he literally makes every possible sports reference <laughs> that he possibly could but there's the moment when him and Michael Marston uh are talking to each other there's this odd pause in between the dialogue and because of the way it switches views, like it keeps switching between each person, like complete screen change. Oh gosh! To where it looks like they're almost on a Zoom call to a degree, <laughs> like, and but that weird pause is just enough to disconnect you completely from the feeling that they're actually talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> like it's weird. I, I swear, it's just so weird. But it, like you said, it's like, man, why didn't you just lean into this being campy? Because it is. And when it's yeah. the campier it is and in, when it's intended, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> it's the fact is when it's not. <laughs> when you first meet Touchdown, he's just on some random dock somewhere holding a football. <laughs> <laughs> and he was pretty funny in that instance. In the actual yeah. gameplay instance, it was pretty funny. I guess it. I just wish it went harder into everything it did. It, it, it just plays it too mm. safe. Yeah. Are they playing it too safe, or are they not focused? I I could go I, with not focused, like just personally. Um, I could go with that too. Yeah. I guess I just wanted them to flush it out more. Is what I should say, because a roguelike system they could have added a lot more cards like beyond just basic stat boosts like oh plus 10 so there's cards 
Yeah, that's, well, that's yeah, that's it's kind of the perks thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's okay. the whole gotcha. perks idea when you die. Okay. Yeah. You can unlock them when you're still alive. It's just <laughs> And then Chuck Norris comes in and talks to you when you die. That just, <laughs> that just so funny. He'll be like, better oh, okay. luck next time, kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, why did I beat you this time? Why are you? Yeah. Why did it, Why did I beat you this time? That that <laughs> killed me. Like yeah. I was just I was just losing. I was like, really? This is so funny. <laughs> There's not enough of that. So oh, okay. the, the multiplayer. He wasn't even there. <laughs> like right, yeah. it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> That's how Chuck Norris works. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he's on a horse. You know. Yeah. <laughs> But so the multiplayer is just a worse version of the campaign with friends. So oh. take all that like jank that I just like David and I just mentioned and add friends to it <laughs> and no progression other than like maybe buying slightly better weapons and trying to get to the next level. It's it's not worth like touching the multiplayer in my opinion. You just you just multiply the jank once you yeah. add people to it. Yeah, you just multiply the chance of someone yep. shooting a cop in the back of the neck and just alerting the horde. It, yep. it doesn't work out well. And then the co yeah, get, the they, the problem they, is is the co op missions. Uh, like we were trying to figure it out, but like you straight up like. You you have to restart at the very beginning. Like for some reason, it's like we're gonna put the roguelite element of you dying and having to restart in here, even though it literally doesn't matter in this instance because you're not actually earning anything. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so some of the missions will just plop you straight into like a combat situation. <laughs> no, no choice for stealth. Which... We. Yeah, yeah. The second Is mission we spawned in. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like, because we spawned in immediately behind a car with a bunch of cops shooting at us. <laughs> like, that. It, and, and an armored it, truck already broken open somehow. Well, it wasn't already broken open. We had to, we had to put a yeah, saw on it. Yeah, we had to it. drill it, but like, yeah. It's, it's unpleasant. You like. Maybe we just didn't pay enough attention to the cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was a mission in the campaign that was just a broken open, like, truck. And I was like, okay, I guess you'll steal this from me, too. <laughs> like, this sounds like a conversation. Like, if you didn't know any better, you'd be like, do you guys play video? Like, how do you guys not know? Like, what's going it's because it doesn't do anything like it's supposed to do. Like, yeah, it, it, we can't tell if it's if it's intended or not. Yeah, because it's not. It doesn't lean into it enough. Apparently, like it doesn't make it obvious enough. That is wild. Sadly, yeah. Also, the beginning of the campaign made me feel like I was having some kind of like mental breakdown because it jumps from like cutscene to cutscene to cutscene with barely any narrative threading, which I'm I'm fine with them having like a short story, like very little story, just to like get you into the gameplay. But it feels like you're on a roller coaster without like the tracks at the bottom. So you're oh. kind of just flung. <laughs> <laughs> you got the entry part. Or... <laughs> 
yeah. and then whatever happens after that, you yeah. know, okay, that, wow. It's like, uh, here's a bunch of characters, like, you don't know any of them, it acts like you do, uh, and then okay. now you're trying to become the Florida King, which is fine, I guess. Gotcha. So it's the like top, the roller coaster. The, the, the best the Florida top. man. The, the final Florida man. <laughs> yeah. So you get to the top of the roller coaster, and then all of a sudden you're in a corkscrew, and then you're on a turn, and then you're on a loop. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. And then for some reason, I'm eating in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm off the ride in a restaurant going to the bathroom. There you go. <laughs> wow. That. I hadn't heard very many. Actually, I, I don't think I've heard any good things, but I also hadn't really read the discourse about it. But to hear it now, wow. This sounds really yeah. bad. Now I just, I kind of want to play it just to see how bad it is. There are it's, some good aspects. I don't like, like I said, it's like competently made. Um, everything you have just described to me does not sound competently but like when you fire the gun it feels good okay so if, the guns like, feel competently it made. like if you press yeah. a button it'll work for the most part I feel like when I look but, at it okay. I see that okay. there could there's potential that is here but man is it not realized like this is more than just oh I see potential it's that potential's in another state. Yeah. Like it's like it's it's there, but you go you would have to start at square one to get this game where it needs to be. Cause it, it's literally like it's like, oh, we want to make payday, but we also want to make a like <laughs> a, a crime a crime it. boss thing, but we want it yeah. to be kind of campy. But we can't we gotta take it seriously, but we also want roguelike elements because people like roguelites. Yeah. <laughs> I really so, hope they support this game a bit. Just like give it a little love. Fix I don't know the if they'll have the money. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know they'll be able to last. What, you're telling uh, me crime crime boss Rock A City didn't pull in like ten billion dollars in its first uh, week? In all fairness, that's probably why they got as many big stars as they did, is to hope that that would sway people. Yeah. to come in and grab the game just based on the star power behind the voices and stuff. So, Do you oh, think well. that's look, what happened? Just like it could have. They looked at the game and were like, "Call Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in Machete." <laughs> uh, this feels like those mobile games with those absurd advertisements. It's like, you yeah. know, they spent like millions of dollars on this to sell this little mobile game that people are going to play for five seconds. Yeah. Didn't quite work out for them though. That's that strategy. Didn't quite work out. For nope. them. Some you lose some. Okay. Well, I have like a few good things to note. Like, it's not all bad. I don't want people to think it's all bad. Um, a lot of convenience features, like when you're playing defense, there's quite a bit to it. Like first you have to eliminate the like the attackers attacking your plays. Then a captain will spawn. You have to kill him. He's highlighted a nice convenience feature. 
when you're playing the game, you'll sometimes forget that like the rest of the game exists and start having a really good time. <laughs> when you get into the good gameplay loops, essentially. Yeah. Okay. But these are these are backhanded compliments. <laughs> True, but I think those are the only compliments I can give this game. So. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So nothing that redeems Rock A City at this point. Uh, well, we talked about like we were talking about our review system and how it's it's really well thought out and the easiest spot that this probably belongs in is i wouldn't call it good but bad is probably a bit too harsh really yeah, yeah. that doesn't um, it sound it sounds bad to me <laughs> <laughs> does that sound like a game worth playing all right well any other thoughts on the court like the core gameplay of like getting a crew together, gradually working to get them better weapons, playing through the heists. It all feels pretty good, but then you always run into that guard who won't get down on the ground or like a security <laughs> camera that just sees you like the panopticon <laughs> always. Um, yep. And you're taken out of it. So, yeah. Yep. At any point, is any of this jank fun, though? So, for example, the cop that doesn't get down, does it sometimes feel feels like it spices up the mission in an enjoyable way? Um, no. I feel like it's usually a dang it, and then you just move into, okay, let's just shoot everything. Like, <laughs> and, and then you put him down, and you're like, okay, I was... I was so close to completing this in complete stealth. <laughs> and this one minimum wage security <laughs> worker like, on a Sunday decided to play hero. And now I have to kill him. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's crime boss Rocky City. Uh, d yep. Is your review out? It will be, I'd say, Soon. by weekend's end, probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you can look for that review on Gaming Trend. That'll be a, that'll be a read. That's for sure. I can't wait to read that one. One hundred genre defining <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to know what the genre is at this point. Yeah, it's it's a genre. The <laughs> genre of Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man, yep. Man, they could have. I just wanted to become Florida king. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. Who wouldn't want to become the king of? Florida? I want all the oranges. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a line? <laughs> that, that needs to be the tag. That needs to be the tagline for the review. I want all the oranges. <laughs> I think the current tagline is like, "You gotta spend money to make money." <laughs> makes sense uh, that's that's what they tried to do who developed yeah. this again who was this I, I don't even know in parentheses or higher Chuck Norris yeah uh, right. Crime Rocket City uh, somebody I've never heard of in game studios like in game like I am in game like I in in game yeah okay 
they have not done anything else as far as I can tell. Oh, my word. There is a music video called The Curly Simon or made by a guy named The Curly Simon for this that we are going to have to watch after this podcast. A game music video? Yeah, it's like a music video from the original soundtrack. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dear. (laughs) I have to see what this is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how long is it how long is it uh three minutes we could watch it now right <laughs> theoretically we, we could well um, we might hit we might get copyright strikes for okay. yeah. the video for the video yeah. so <laughs> oh goodness okay i won't watch it without y'all though we'll wait until the end of the, we'll get yeah. we'll get out of the podcast and we'll watch it to it <laughs> yeah, start downloading it, is, it now i suppose uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's Crime Boss Rock City. Yes, it is. <sighs> all right. Well, the game I've been playing is Sifu because they put in the Arenas update, which is basically a series of levels of wave based uh, objective missions where you're, you're beating up, you're beating up folk. That hasn't changed. You're still beating up folk. So these missions, you could do anything from beat guys up in a certain time limit, beat guys up in very specific spots, and you have to hold that spot while you're beating the guys up. Um, You have to beat guys up and stay as young as possible because the seafood mechanic is when you die, uh, you grow in age. And that affects how much health you have and how strong you are. So, uh, in case you don't know, Sifu is a roguelite. Can so, you die of old age? You can. You uh, 76, I think, is the highest level, highest age you can go. So, you start at age 20. And so, every time you die, you grow one age, but it multiplies based on how many deaths you have. So, for example... If you die twice, now you're going to grow two years in age, three times, three years in age, four, and you know, it just keeps going like that. So usually you can die up to eight or nine times, depending on the situation. In the story mode, you can reduce your age um, based on certain parameters. Um, But so you just become younger? Yes, (laughs) more or less. Not by not by a lot, but yeah, you you, it is possible. you 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 have to earn enough score and you know do do specific things um but basically you have this like medallion and it shatters a little bit as you as you age so that's kind of like your indicator like how many lives you have left uh it's fantastic game it's my game of the year last year um it is brutal though it is very very difficult game and arenas is absurdly difficult it is very difficult um i love it though i i think it i think it works um, cassie did not cassie did not no and i completely <laughs> disagree with cassie on on the review um so one of one of the things about it is it it very quickly throws almost like the end of the story like they throw the the hard the really hard enemies to beat uh at you and so they'll do a lot of blocking. It's hard to get combos on them. So there's a lot of poking and dodging and, you know, finding openings and things like that. So in the arenas, 
they can throw those enemies at you pretty quick. So you're trying to figure out how to do everything while either holding down a, a, a spot, trying to beat them in time, trying to keep yourself young, whatever the parameters are. And there and there's more I haven't even gotten through to yet, but um, it could get very overwhelming and very difficult very quickly. And so the, the thing about arenas is you can have success playing the way you played story, but generally you're going to have the most success by using the most efficient thing possible. And so if you're not familiar with what the most efficient thing is per level or per enemy, you're going to have a hard time having success. Part of that is if you, in order to uh, access other levels, you have to earn points basically like the, I'll just call them chips. You can earn up to three chips and you do it based on uh, beating certain scores that the arena has set. So, you know, uh, it could be if you have to beat up enemies in a certain amount of time, they'll have, you know, the best score at like 140, the second best score at two minutes and 30, and the next score at like 320 or something like that. If you if you hit any of those markers, obviously you'll get the amount of chips based on that, and you can use those chips to access the next uh, arena set. And there's five per set. Problem is, you could actually beat the level without getting a chip, and so if you needed like one chip left and that there's just one level that you're just having a real hard time on, like you got to figure out a way to, to at least get a chip, but there's enough levels where I think you can get enough to, to figure things out. And it's so difficult that as you move on, you start getting better at it. And so levels that you had trouble with earlier, you can go back to and have some more success once you figured out like, oh, okay, like these are the things I really need to do if I want to have success. So it's a very limiting style of play that you can do because it is kind of like the top, you know, kind of 10% style of play that you have to do. Like you cannot do whatever you want to do. You have to do the most efficient thing available or you're just going to get pummeled most of the time. Like you're not going to earn what you need to earn to access the other one. So I like the challenge. I can see why Cassie didn't like the challenge. I could see why other people didn't like the challenge. Uh, but I do think it's fair. I do think it's fair. I don't think there's situations where I'm like, oh man, like this is unbeatable. It's like, no, I keep using the same combos I've been using since I beat Sifu last year. So of course I'm not having success. I need to figure out a better move to tackle these enemies and use that. But if I don't, then yeah, I'm going to keep struggling with it. So it's a lot of fun. It is very difficult, but that's what Sifu is. If It is a very difficult game, and this just kind of expands on it. But if you are of the mindset where you wish you could use whatever you wanted to, you're not going to be able to do that. And that's a, that is a fair criticism. If, uh, you know, if you're looking for something like that. Okay. So. Sounds like there's a uh, meta to it. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I forgot I had gameplay during it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I talk about my own thing, I forget to put up my own gameplay. Sorry. Yeah, that's my fault too. 
<laughs> no, no, you're all good. Um, here, I could just play some, and you guys can see what it looks like at least. So, oh yeah, so might as well talk about the levels too. So it will actually take you through different levels that you play during the story mode. It's not essentially in sequential order, um, but you know, in this, most of the ones you're kind of like in this oval shape kind of arena thing, and you're fighting the enemies. In this particular one, like I'm going through different levels of an apartment and dealing with the enemies in there. Uh, so you go with uh, very different methods, kind of changes the camera angle, kind of changes, uh, you know, how you go about fighting in smaller spaces, bigger spaces. So it does change up all that kind of stuff. And God, man, it's such a smooth game, <laughs> you know, like these finishers and stuff are really good um how's the parrying uh it's it's hard <laughs> it's, it's, you have to, you have to you have to time it right so there's there's the ability to deflect which is kind of the parry which is basically like you'll you'll deflect what they do and it kind of stuns them for a moment and that gives you an opportunity to go in and, and kind of do a little bit of a combo uh, you also have the ability to avoid uh, attack. So, you know, it's kind of basically like a dodge. Um, so they kind of swing, they'll miss. So you could do, you know, swing low for, uh, you could dodge low for high and mid attacks. And then you'll, you can kind of like lift your legs for low attacks or whatever. So, um, so like there, like I earn my chips. So I earned two, so I could use those two if I needed them to unlock a different mission. But basically, every set has five, and they have different parameters. So this one is get the highest score in four sections. So you'll want to keep hitting people as much as possible, not get hit, so that way your score multiplier doesn't drop, and then try to get your highest score. So it really definitely tries to consistently make you play as efficiently as possible don't get hit and this is all of them don't get hit um you know and and see how long you can last uh this one they actually gave <laughs> you a broom <laughs> so how kind of them yeah uh so they'll do different things like that i forget uh, uh i can't remember one mission what they did but one mission does start you off like old and so you just kind of have to survive as long as possible you'll basically like have three or four lives um to get it done the thing is though when you're older you hit harder which is oh, sounds that's sounds an backward. interesting system yeah like you're more it's a video game yeah so the older you get the less health you have but the harder you hit. So that's kind of the trade-off. So there is, sometimes there's kind of a benefit to getting older. Not that you want to, but if you're younger, like it's going to take a little bit longer to, to take down the enemies. So you have to be able to, you know, deflect and avoid very well. So that way you can keep your health. So, um, I for, yeah. Can you control the camera angle? N not on this. Gotcha. Yeah. This one is specifically made for that camera angle. So, uh, so you see, I died there, and I age by one. I will die again. 
<laughs> so you'll see how that works. But basically, I'll I'll have died twice, and um, I was trying to wait for this guy. Well, if I die twice, I'll be I'll be age forty three. So that's that's how the number works. So fantastic, I like it. It is very difficult. Um, that's the way it should be. Oh, I might die here. Nope. All right, that's enough of that. So <laughs> that's Sifu Arenas. You're beating people up. It's fun. It's hard. Let's talk now. Call of Duty. Call Season dirty. three is out. We know who yep. played that one. David. Yep. And people are not happy. And I'm a bit disappointed in the Call of Duty community. They they tend to be crybabies a lot. But this is like just another level of it. Uh, they're, they're devs getting death threats. And I have no... I, at that point, I lose any sort of backing you in what you're upset about. And that's how it always should be with any of it because there's no point to attacking people over the fact that you don't like what they've done in a video game. That's just no For point sure. in it. Yeah. Um, but there, there are definitely the, the people are frustrated because of certain things that have changed with call of duty. The movements changed in this one, which I, I prefer. I, I like kind of the more slow pace to everything. Uh, could I slide cancel? Yes, but I prefer not smacking a bunch of buttons on the back of my controller every two seconds. Um, they've changed a lot of those things. There's no red dots in the minimap. Uh, Warzone people have been frustrated with certain things, which they've been frustrated ever since Verdansk left. Um, and lots of different things. Uh, the devs had a call with a lot of the big-name influencers talk to them about the potential of some of the changes that were incoming and the the bigger name influencers were happy they were kind of relaying their happiness of hey you know it's, we feel like we're being heard um okay and then the update comes out and a lot of the stuff is very minimal uh some stuff almost negligible which i again i don't know that anything was going to be completely fixed in the at the very launch of the season. Some stuff may change mid-season. Um, and then they did say some stuff was just misinterpreted during the call. So if I'm understanding this correctly, they had talks with influencers about changes that they wanted to make. The influencers heard it and went, sounds great. We like the sound of that. Yep. By the time season three and the patch comes out, is it that the changes... They, they made all the changes the influencers wanted or they made some of the changes and those changes weren't enough. They needed all of the changes. I think some of it is, is that it was some of the changes, which obviously the, the season three is not over. There's going to be a mid-season update. So I'm, right. I'm assuming that that's probably working itself into this. Sure. So that's part of it. Um, I also think that <laughs> they're not going to completely change this into Modern Warfare 2019 or into Black Ops 2, which is what I think a lot of people want this to be. And 
some changes just aren't going to happen overnight. Like you, the, the some of the changes that were brought up was like TTK, uh, time to kill in Call of Duty. Everybody knows is, I mean, seconds. Like it, it's it, if if it even lasts a second, sometimes you get burned so fast it, it's just whatever. But the talk was just that you know gun they were going to work on the guns and stuff to maybe that would be the way that you could increase TTK essentially is to make the guns so that they're not as blisteringly ridiculous now the biggest thing with that is you've got to adjust a whole lot of guns in my mind when you look at that that's not a single patch update uh so i i think that some some of these guys got really hopeful and then these beginning changes because uh, raven has pretty much come back and gotten on board with warzone um, and they're fully onto this project, and I think that some people were just overly over the top on, okay, that's going to do it. And then, of course, you have influencers who say, look, I'm looking forward to this. I feel like we were heard in the call, and then it's not the huge step that everybody sees, and so then all of the community is up in arms because, oh my gosh, they didn't completely change this game in one update. Yeah. And and they're even it's not just the devs getting death threats. They're actually threatening the influencers and trash talking the inf and they're like, oh, we see it only takes a ten dollar mouse pad because they sent out a bunch of ma mouse pads to people like, oh, we see it's just a ten dollar mouse pad is all that you, you need to be bought and stuff like that. And it's like, no, it, sometimes you can just be positive for the sake of being positive, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fact of not everybody has to be negative about everything. If the developers are talking about changes that they're trying to make, again, you you don't just overnight make a humongous change, but you also don't usually get humongous changes when it comes to some of these games because they're the initial vision is different is not what they wanted to change it from, so they're gonna adjust it. But it's not going to be this night and day difference, and I think that's part of the issue with some of these things. Um, that being said, I am enjoying so far some of the content that they've dropped in Season 3. Um, I got to mess around a bit with the with the multiplayer. Uh, one of the maps, I forget exactly what it is. I think it's Paleo's Lighthouse or something like that. Um it's a really interesting map because it's different than all the other maps that we currently have in Modern Warfare because it is a map that's this island with a house on it with a lighthouse there. And is it based on that one sniper level? Uh, it's, the name of it. uh, it's not, I don't believe. Okay. Uh, th this is like a much more smaller island because okay. uh, it's it's a map-sized island. Um Straight, I was the, sure if they yeah. like took a portion oh, of I got that you. level I got you. and turned it into a map. No, they didn't do it on that one. But the, oh, okay. the neat thing, the neat thing with this is it's happening more at night and it's oh. and it's raining. Interesting. So it, it's a lot darker of a map. Uh, I, this isn't a map that you're going to see in any sort of competitive mode, I don't believe. Um, but it's a fun, different kind of map. Yeah, uh, I, I don't care for it as much in Team Deathmatch because it's very hard to find people because it is a good site. Like, what's funny is they say it's a smaller map. It's not really super small, but it feels like it's very easy to miss people. 
or for people to just take up position in the house and then you never see anybody because I was trying to upgrade the sniper, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, the new sniper. And I, I just couldn't see, I had like two kills about like three fourths through the game. <laughs> so I had to switch over to an actual assault rifle just to run in and get some kills. Uh, just so I didn't end the map with two kills, but it was, it was really cool. Just seeing this different, uh, atmosphere to a map than just the standard like I, I love the modern warfare style of map like just usually they've, they've got that i hate to say it's like oh that gray you know industrial kind of feel to it <laughs> or whatnot because it's all like most of it's on like you know roads and buildings that are broken down and all that kind of stuff it's just i, I just like the modern warfare era of maps um but it's a it it feels a little bit different. I like it. Uh, the, it's a good map. Uh, the other one, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me right off the bat, but it's essentially it's based off of Rohan Oil, which is a war zone location on the Almazra map, and it is actually a night map, like literally a night map where you actually have night vision goggles. Oh, wow. When you go in. Yeah. So it's now it's not night vision in the sense of like, oh, I can only see in front of me, but it's it's pretty much got everything's got that green tinge to it and everything. Uh, every gun you spawn in with automatically has a laser with a canted sight on it. Yeah. So like even if you don't have it equipped, it's automatic. Like it, the game automatically equips it, so you're running around this level, and obviously lasers you can see la everywhere. you can see lasers everywhere. Uh, oh. Terrifying, and and yeah. so you, so you're having to just guess when you're doing some things. Is okay, where's this laser coming from? Uh, it's a good sized map. There's not a lot of positions that I I watched that I was like, okay, this is just straight up. You you can get up here and just spend the whole game here. Uh, there's one spot where it's kind of this tower-ish area that can become a bit of a power position, but I was able to dislodge them pretty easily. But it was fun running around, uh, trying to do my best to not pop my laser out there for people to see. Because yeah. it only only if you're aiming down sight does it pop up. Oh, okay. So, okay. so just, just a lot of fun running around and trying something that was different. Like, it, it's a... I won't say that it's something that I just want to play all the time, but it's sure. a really neat change of pace. Like it, it, it's not just the same. Old, okay, I'm playing deathmatch on the on a regular map. No, like, it makes. I want you more think good a maps differently. Yeah, I want more good maps in the game, more well built maps. But at the same point, I like what this map is doing. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so a lot of fun messing around with that. It's uh, it, like I said, it's it's a good change of pace. Uh, I'm really interested to see if they decide to, since you've already built this this way, I wonder if it's possible to just put a day mode in and let it be played regularly. Uh, just I don't know that that's their intention with it. Uh, but the nice thing is, is we do have another map that is actually coming in mid-season update. So that's three maps that are all brand new. And all of the, at least the these first two, have a very distinct feel to them that's different from the core game so for 6v6 at least i'm i'm very happy as a call of duty player even though 
Like I'm, I love playing ranked, but the map set in ranked is really good right now. Like there, there's some maps I could take them or leave them. And there's some better maps that I know that are out there that I would like to see, like if they could figure out a way to get real terminal in the game, if they could get some of these other ones, I'd love to see them in the rotation, but you know what? Right now we're actually in a decent spot as far as competitive. So I'm not going to be mad about it, Sure, but you know, there, I was, we all know that I ranted last season about how the only maps we got was dome, which was <laughs> a remake of a map that was already remade in Vanguard. And I was mad because we had a map that was in beta that got pulled out for legal reasons and got added back in as a, Hey, here's something new. What were the yeah, so, uh, it actually is a actual museum that it was based off of. <laughs> so they had to make some changes. Uh, and as someone who spends a lot of time playing multiple six V six multiplayer. You're never happy when the only offerings you get is something you've already played and something that really, in my opinion, should not be in this game. <laughs> Cause that map is just not very good. Uh, dome. So like this season, three new maps, like very, very happy right now. The third one is they're, they're caught, I think it's a hatcheries map, which it might have something to do with the, the island, the sniper level, because I mm. think there's a hatcheries area for that. So they may base it off of that. So very, very excited to see 6v6, how it continues on. Uh, there's also two new weapons. Uh, one of them, which people will be very excited about, is the FJX Imperium sniper rifle. And the reason people are going to be ex or excited about it is it's actually technically the intervention from call of duty of old which everyone loves that mm. sniper rifle so i am like i love messing around with new sniper rifles they don't always love me uh, i can't tell you how many times i've gotten <laughs> uh, what's the word for it uh hit markers <laughs> with sniper rifles and sometimes you just are trying to find that right build uh this one though it's a bolt action heavy sniper and anytime you get one of those for the most part you're getting you're getting kills it don't matter you shoot the guy anywhere he's dead and one of the cool things that they have done with uh they've done it with warzone uh i'm not sure if that has kind of been exacerbated in multiplayer but they have actually made it that the bolt action sniper rifles in modern warfare 2 uh, right at the beginning with warzone no weapon was one shot kill like you couldn't down anybody with a single shot now if you equip explosive ammo on the bolt action snipers the heavy snipers it is an instant down with these rifles i am very happy to have that back. They did say that, you know, you got to be good when you're hitting it. This isn't like, oh, I hit him in the toe. You know, he's 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 down. You've got to get some good shots on these. But I'm really happy to see skill based weaponry making its way into Warzone because that just not everybody can pick it up. Not everybody can use it. Um, the sniper itself, though, it just feels good to use so far. Uh, I've been using a blueprint, so I don't have the exact right feel. I don't feel like yet. Uh, on, I've not used it enough to be able to unlock a lot of the attachments and changes around. 
but I, I like the way the sniper feels. It has a really good shot. Uh, it reminds me of how I felt using the Victus XMR uh, when I was leveling that up. That's another one of the bolt actions is it just felt like I was just I, you'd hit somebody and you're like, yeah, yeah, that was that that's the kill shot right there. <laughs> there. There's some snipers you shoot a guy. You're like, OK, I got to kill this. This is a, it just feels good to hit a guy with it. Uh, and that's that's what Call of Duty is known for is it's it's the best gun play out there. When you shoot a gun, it feels good. And they they made the intervention feel good. Uh, the other rifle is actually a battle rifle. And it's called the Cronin Squall. I don't remember what weapons class it's in. My I have hated the battle rifle so far in this game. Like I've absolutely the FTAC recon, uh the 762 uh Lockman, all these different ones that are just like I'm like, what is the point? It's like you took, it's like you took a, it's like you took my assault rifle and then you took away, like you made it so that it could be an auto, but also that I've got like half the bullet, half the magazine. And it's a little bit more powerful than if I was using an AR, but it's not as powerful as if I'm using a marksman. rifle. <laughs> so I don't know who this is for because I hate them. I don't hate the Cronin Squall, though. It's actually a good-feeling battle rifle. And it doesn't have a ton of ammo. And I'm, I'm sure you can probably get better um, magazines and stuff like that for it to help with that. But I'm really happy because it starts out automatic. Because no other battle rifle so far has started auto. You'd have to get in the match and change it. Like, literally, I ran around with the FTAC Recon, which is essentially the... It's the Lockman, the MP5 <clears throat> variant uh, is a battle rifle. I literally built that thing into an MP5 and ran around to level it up. Like, I, I literally used it as a submachine gun. Yeah, I don't feel that way with this gun. Like I, I actually was using the base version of the gun with no attachments or anything and was having a blast with it. And it's a battle rifle that actually kills within the first couple of shots. So I also don't feel like I'm just having to empty clips constantly, which is very easy to do on a battle rifle. The only the only biggest big issue I have with it is you just don't got a lot of ammo. But I'll deal with that when it's got good range, when it's got a, a good feel to the shots. And, like, honestly, half the time I'd, I forgot and I was just single-shotting it instead of using the auto because it's it's actually sensitive enough that you won't just empty your clip by pressing it once. You won't you won't shoot a couple bolts. You can single-shot uh, without switching to semi. And okay. it just, it, it just it's, it's a good-feeling gun. So I'm I'm really happy. So I never thought that it's in a season where all I got was a sniper and a battle rifle that I would be happy. And I'm happy, like, because I I'm I'm most people that know me that play game play the game with me. I I like my ARs. I like my SMGs, and I generally stick with whatever like with one of them. Because right now I pretty much because it's it's I play a lot of ranked so I use the the TAC fifty six and the Vaznev SMG so like 
again, like I've had so many, I've had different guns, assault rifles and stuff I've played. I've leveled it up just because it was the new thing for the season. And then I've literally just chucked it. The, both of these, I'll, I, the, the sniper may actually make its way into my rotation as one of my snipers I use. I, I actually, I like it so much, which it's again, the intervention. A lot of people love that one. But the, the battle rifle is actually really good, and I'm super surprised because I did not expect that at all. Nice. Okay. So there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if you're a 6v6 player, you should be really happy. But people, stop dogging the devs. They're, they're people, too. They're working. I mean, pe- people do not understand how long it takes. Not just yeah, developing a video game, but updating, especially updating a video game. Because it's not just I press a button and this all changes. Yep. They they make demands. They don't care how the sausage is made. And they just whine. So, you know. That's As a battlefield player, I get that. <laughs> that yeah. Yep. Uh, we got to wait for a whole new game. Battlefield 2042 is never going to cut it. But you know what, you know what I did? Battlefield. I think it can be a great game, but I don't think it can be the best Battlefield game. No. But you know yeah. what? I just stopped playing. I didn't get the devs' death threats. Stopped Good. playing. Good. Yeah. Same human else. thing to do. Which yeah, obviously... The only... the... Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to... I guess it's different if uh, Call of Duty is the only thing you play, but go play a different Call of Duty. You don't like to go play 2019. Jeez, you like that yeah. one so much. Well, Well, it's like... If you look at Steam, the number three top selling item right now is the new Battle Pass, which that's its its own thing. Like they've got, the, and it's because it's a real money item. Yeah. And the the and it's a thirty dollar like specialty Battle Pass, which I guess I'll talk about that for a quick second. But like obviously, the casuals aren't concerned about this. It's just the minority of the community. Are the ones that are so upset but right now the, because it's, it's the casual minority of the community that's the, <laughs> it's the ones yep. who pay attention just enough but they're still casual you know what i'm saying like there's some hardcore people in there too of course but yeah uh a lot know, of the hardcore are the ones that are yelling so much yeah. of course of i course. mean you're always going to hear the voice that's screaming yep, yep. so yeah but the the battle pass the new battle pass i actually don't mind it it's it's so what they used to do and a lot of different uh, companies have done it. Is if you you could spend either the lowest amount, which is usually about ten bucks, or the equivalent of points, and that's just the battle pass itself. Well, then right. everybody has the the bigger version, which was somewhere between twenty five thirty bucks. That it skipped you ahead essentially. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the battle pass, and they get essentially it was the hey, we'll bundle these skips with your battle pass for a cheaper. Yeah, essentially for for it for a cheaper amount up front. Overwatch um, is doing a similar thing as well. Yeah, um, they have made a battle pass that they call the Black Cell, and it is so it's replacing this tier skip bundle. It is thirty dollars. It is only real world world money. You cannot use any sort of COD points to purchase this. Now. What you get in benefit of it is you do get your tier skips and your battle pass, which, you know, that's that was automatic. That was already costing 25 bucks, even if it was only COD points, even if you could just use COD points at that point. 
it would it would still be in that area. However, they're also giving twelve. They're also doing, I believe, twelve operator skins that are specialty, and they're actually really cool looking. A new operator. Uh, they're actually giving you different areas that you can come into the battle pass with. So, like for instance, uh, most battle passes it's from point A to point B. Uh, and then with the new uh, way that they had d they did the Fortnite style of battle pass where you could choose kind of the path you were taking. So you'd still have to start at section one, but you could go to section two or section three. Essentially is how they were handling the battle pass this time. You it was a map. You still would get all the awards. You still would get all the awards in the same amount of time because there were essentially what they did was they went with 20 sectors that each had five items in them. So instead of 100 tiers, it was these different sectors on a map. And what you would do is you would earn a, you would earn a tier coin instead of, instead of unlocking it just procedurally, you would earn a coin and you would decide where that coin goes. I don't hate that. Like, that <clears throat> no, you kind of, you kind of get to, yeah. you get to unlock what you want essentially yeah. um the only thing with with those maps is you can only unlock what is close to what you've already unlocked so everybody has to start at number one but then you could choose to go towards number two or number three which were next to number one it so, still sounds like it like <clears throat> deals with a lot of the linearity i was playing battlefield yeah. and just like there was this charm i want for like the gun, but I had to go through a bunch of skins that just yeah. weren't applicable to the guns I used. So, you know? so essentially, you could look at it the same way as like let's say that 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 charm was at level fifty in the battlefield pass. Let's just say that for instance. That's about uh, what it was. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, well, in Call of Duty, because of the way they had it set up, you might be able to get there by like twenty five, because you could take a shorter route on the map to it as opposed to going just all as opposed to going in a line. So you have a little bit. So what what they've actually done with this black cell is they've added five different entry points on it as opposed to just one. So now you can literally choose even more so where you are actually coming into the battle pass. So, so you're kind of paying for the opportunity to unlock things even earlier, certain weapons and stuff like that, even earlier with the battle pass. Um, beyond the fact of they're also giving you 10 bucks worth of points as well. So really, it's a good value. I wish you could use COD points on it. I get why you can't, because literally you'd only have to buy it once, <laughs> and then you would automatically have enough points for the next season to buy it again just about. A lot of battle passes but, do that. Yeah, I, I get letting letting you have the base pass for just points, but I understand. Like, do I love the fact of having to spend thirty dollars for it? No. Will I buy it because I'm a heavy duty Call of Duty person and I love having and the skins look nice? Yes, because the skins look nice. If the skins didn't look nice, I wouldn't buy it. Because that, honestly, that's the reason I did it. Uh, it's just because it's a that was the way to unlock it. Like all the other things didn't matter as much. I, I'm appreciate having the extra cod points and stuff, but eh. Quick question: 
Can yeah. you unlock stuff from previous seasons, like previous seasons battle passes, or are they locked away? Uh, they are locked. Every every season, it completely resets uh, the they're season. Mm. Yes. Well, it's it's the yeah yeah they're vaulted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't like completely. The, um, you had to be there stuff. That's why I stopped playing Destiny. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I I spend enough time in in COD that it's always worth it for me. So that that's at least where I am with with that's that fair. specifically. Yeah. So like if I didn't spend a lot of time playing it, I wouldn't bother buying it. Um, but this essentially the black cell stuff is it's more or less a hey, if you're a hardcore player, if you feel like this, if you're going to spend money on COD points anyway, you might as well buy this. That's that's really what it boils down to is if you want an exclusive operator, if you want a, a bunch of extra COD points buy this. And to me, it's like the values, at least there for a player who's already invested in the battle pass or is already, especially if you're already spending the money for the skips. Uh, the only thing that stinks is you have to use real world money every season. Like there's no, I earn the points. I can use those. Um, Maybe but, at a discount at the end of the like battle pass. Like, Yeah. Well, a lot of times they, they do something like that, but I, I would imagine that it's probably just going to, it's 30 bucks. It's there if you want it. But really, if you don't start, honestly, for the most part, if you don't start the season and go ahead and buy it at the beginning, you're probably not going to get the value out of it because you're going to have to play quite a bit to be able to earn everything. <clears throat> um, the main thing that I was going to bring up along with, with the Battle Pass is the thing that's a little more slimy, and it's that they changed around DMZ. Uh, so has anybody here played the uh, what an extraction shooter? Briefly. I've seen them played. Yeah. Okay. So, as, so essentially with, with extraction shooters, obviously you go in with what you have and you come out with what you have if you, if you escape. If you don't escape, you die, you lose all your stuff. Uh, generally, you have one person, you have one uh, character that you're doing all of this with. So there's there's no way of kind of saving your progress, I guess, would be the easiest point. Call of Duty has actually changed around the way that DMZ works in that you have three operators now. So you mm -hmm. have different three different operators you can send in at a time. Each You can choose who you want to go in and kind of almost outfit each operator specifically, like I'm leveling this guy up because I'm tackling this mission or I'm leveling this guy up because I'm tackling this mission. I don't want to lose or I don't want to take this guy in because he has this item, which I need for this mission. And I'm not doing that one today. <laughs> um, so I think that is a, is a cool idea. It's a good thing for the casual audience because uh, it, it does kind of offer almost a, a save for you if you want to keep playing but you don't want to lose certain things however there is a fourth slot and it is locked unless you buy a bundle okay i don't necessarily mind giving someone the opportunity to buy an additional bundle for an extra slot i it it's kind of odd but okay my biggest issue is this bundle comes with extra stuff for DMZ. 
So you like drop in with stuff automatically if you buy this bundle. If you buy this bundle, like yeah. So it's it's like for instance, uh, you get a the current bundle is the bomb operator, and he has a medium sized backpack automatically hmm. when you go in. Uh, there they've already showed off other bundles that are coming to the store. Uh, some of them ha- didn't have like these heavy duty things, but one of them has a UAV, which is what you can use to, yeah, I mean, like that's at that point to me, it's getting a little too pay to win UAV because it, it, as far as I understand, yes, UAVs reveal positions on the map. Um, to me at that point, you're, you're really pushing kind of the slimy transaction microtransactions kind of stuff because I paying for an extra slot, yeah, that kind of sucks. I get it though. I can at least deal with that, but being able to completely get additional items that I would have to grind and search for inside a game, especially ones that are as valuable as UAVs, because UAVs are A, they're not easy to find. B, even if you get to a buy station with a good amount of money that you have grinded hard for, there's actually not a guarantee that there will be a UAV at the buy station. So it's not like it's this easily available item. It's one that sometimes you're you're just hoping you come across it or you're just hoping you manage to be able to buy it. When you give people items like that, it just feels wrong. So Because it, you- it's, a, it's a game-changing thing, too. If you buy the bundle, drop into DMZ, you got the UAV, you use the UAV. If you die, do you lose the UAV? I don't know that specifically, but I'm assuming it is a single-use item. I feel like if you buy it and you lose it, I, I guess that kind of levels itself like yeah well it's just the idea that somebody spawns in automatically with an advantage because they paid for it yeah and that's a a huge problem for the early game absolutely like i'm not i'm not denying that um can you buy the bundle multiple times i don't believe i do think it is a single purchase so okay uh, and again Mm -hmm. i don't understand everything with it the uav i would assume is you know single use uh, they've got self revives that they found that some people have had stuff like that. So, yeah, if it's sing if it's single use, you can only buy it one time. Um, it feels bad, but I do feel like it doesn't feel nearly no. as bad as it could be because the one thing you still have to have is skill. Yeah, because you can find somebody on the map. I mean, we've seen it in Call of Duty all the time. Just because you got the UAV doesn't mean you're going to get all the kills, right? Yeah. So, um, I, but that is I, a big problem for the early game. I do. Yeah. I, that's a problem. Well, and I guess my biggest issue is it's DMZ, which is a mode where let's, for instance, I just spent all my hard work and time grinding up for a specific mission that I'm trying to do. I've I've worked tirelessly for a long time. Suddenly a UAV goes off and a dude shoots me across the map with a sniper. 
all of my hard work was undone because a guy paid 10 bucks in Call of Duty points and got a UAV insta- instantly. Like I get yeah, that yeah. it can be I get that it can be any anybody could pop a UAV and I could lose that. But we're talking like he paid for the ability to be able to do this. Guess, it's not yeah, like yeah, it's true. not like I lost it's not like I lost to a guy because he worked really hard for it. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Which you definitely be able to tell that if it's in the early game cuz it's like, yeah, yeah, like okay, nobody should have a UAV at this point. But I think so it goes just, to show you what kind of mode DMZ is to uh, Activision. Uh, it's a, it's it's not a serious mode. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's not Tarkov. So, um, doesn't sound like balances. Let's say it's not a high. It's not a high priority apparently. So you yeah. have to put in a lot of work in an unbalanced game mode. Well, it's it's not necessarily an unbalanced game mode. It's just the yeah, fact yeah, yeah. that it, it's in an extraction shooter. You you start with nothing unless you get out with stuff. So right. like it's it's kind of that whole thing of it's almost always going to be unbalanced. But your usual point of what you're doing is you do missions inside and then you extract before the timer runs out. Okay. So you're you're actually trying to stay a lot. Like I can't tell you how many times. Like obviously Warzone, you're almost you're always fighting people in a battle royale. Like you're you're there's no moments where you just stop. There have been multiple times in DMZ that I've had we've had people pull up close to us, and I've used proximity chat and said, "Hey, we're friendly, we're friendly," and they've just let us go. Like we've not shot at each other or anything because we all understand the stakes <laughs> at hand are. If I lose my stuff, it's gone. Like if I, if I don't extract, I'm this is done. <laughs> yeah. So so that it's more the fact of the stakes suddenly don't matter. Some of the stakes don't matter for right. if because I paid for an extra benefit. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So All that right. that's really that's really it for Call of Duty season <laughs> three that that I've done so far. I'm sure I'll put a lot more time in this weekend. Yeah, that there's a lot to that there. So it's full bloated season three. So I mean that's good. All right. Uh we got one more game to talk about, and that is X Defiant. Uh Defiant. The, the closed beta started today. There is no NDA. You can show footage. Yay, which we're doing right now. Yeah, so I'm playing. Uh, mind you, I want you, I, I'm going to be completely upfront and honest here. Okay, I am good at Overwatch, I am terrible at anything related to Call of Duty. And this, he's not is, terrible, terrible. You done am, pretty well when you played with us. I am terrible when I play Call of Duty. Okay, my standards are high, and I do not meet my <laughs> standards. Uh, for good gunplay. Now, I will say this particular match, I played decent all right so it won't be a horrible watch but point is x defiant is a cross of call of duty and overwatch there are objective based games like um like a payload type of thing like you would find in overwatch and uh this is a domination match uh the only thing i could find was domination um and for some reason, I was queuing for all the modes, and Domination was the only one 
coming up. So either Domination was the one everybody was playing or nobody was playing it. So, <laughs> so when all, all the other lobbies were full, we just took out uh, the game was just like, hey, Dom nobody's playing Domination right now. We'll put all of you guys in there. <laughs> um, so you won't see those kind of modes. But um, it's a hero-based shooter based on some Tom Clancy properties. They got some Far Cry 6 type of characters. They got, um, what was it, Watch Dogs in there. And basically, these characters have abilities. So I'm playing uh, uh, the Echelon, and they can go invisible for uh, eight seconds or so. And so while you're invisible, you know, you're, you're cloaked, I guess. So you could kind of see like the, the little like watery image if you're looking close enough. Um, but that's that ability. One kind of like the, Halo. Halo's yeah. invisibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, what was I forget who uses the shield, but uh, another class group uses a shield. Uh, another group will have um, like a flamethrower drone type of thing, you know, like <laughs> different drones they can use. So all these classes have different abilities that they could use to you know, change the tide of battle and all that. So fundamentally, it is Call of Duty mixed with Overwatch. So that doesn't sound bad. Like, I I know that. that yeah, that was weird. But <laughs> it was way behind the wall. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the latency in a second. But um, which they are on, working on, by the way, on paper. If you told me, hey, we're going to make a game that's as fast and frenetic as Call of Duty with Overwatch modes, I'd be like, okay, like I'll listen to that. I'm in. Um, and then here you go. X Defiant. It's fine. I'm, 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 I know I said I'm dogging it at the intro, but it's fine. It does play well. I would say it probably plays plays better than rock a city <laughs> maybe a little but yeah probably a little a lot but um it's just not actually that interesting like on paper it sounds like a fantastic idea in execution it's really not that interesting um let's take the abilities between overwatch and what's happening in x defiant Part of the reason why Overwatch works so well is because there there has to be a lot of synergy between the characters in order for success. In X Defiant, like individuals can pretty much carry the game, which is not possible in Overwatch, but very much possible in Call of Duty. So how much do these abilities matter? Not a whole lot. Like, it doesn't really change the flow of battle so much that these abilities need to be used. I keep having something in my throat. Like, it's weird. <clears throat> you said there's a flamethrower drone? Something like that. In yeah. Invisibility? That sounds like a lot of, like, cheese deaths occur. Honestly, no, not a lot. Like, it, it no, no, really no, no. doesn't. Yeah. They aren't OP. They aren't. They definitely aren't OP. Yeah, they're, they're balanced enough, and I think that's actually part of the problem. The cooldowns are are probably too long for them to actually matter for team play. So <clears throat> you're essentially playing the game like Call of Duty with some abilities. 
So if you were to take some of these abilities and apply them to Call of Duty, yeah, it would change the game a little bit, but not so much that like they would they could make their own mode and well, it'd just be like, okay. There you and go. they already they already did that. It was called Black Ops Four. <laughs> this is true. Uh, uh, yes, it's not the same yeah. abilities, but the idea of having yeah. abilities. It's it's not as deliberate as this though. It's not as hero shootery as because there's yeah. still ultimates in this also. Um, so like one of the the ultimate for Echelon literally reveals all the players in, on the map for you. Um, yep. The the downside is is you can only use a pistol, so uh, I don't know if I. It's a pretty it's a pretty powerful pistol though. Like a mini <laughs> hack or like a wall hack kind of. No, it's, like it's a wall like hack. A, yeah, okay. yeah. You can see you can see uh, outlines of the enemy bodies. They're kind of like yeah, it's uh, not for super long either. So no, unless no, no. you're unless you're close to them, it's not going to do much for you. Okay. Yeah. Um. But it does reveal them, so you can position yourself differently. You just have to, you have a pistol, and it's a strong pistol, but eh. it, It's another one of those things of just like any ultimate in Overwatch, you have to know how you're using it. Yep. To get use out of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I actually do have it, so I probably do pop it at some point. Um, But yeah, I mean... If you look at this gameplay, like this is how people move around, you know, uh, this is domination. So like this is fundamental, like everybody knows how to play domination, um, you know, capture two points, hold those, you know, don't don't flip the spawns, you know, all yep. that kind of stuff. Um, there's a bet. There's a better spawn. Don't lose it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Here's so where like, you right here the- is the ultimate. So I, I see I see the person coming, but, you know. Latency. Let's talk about that. Yeah, um, they they actually did address that they had some issues with the netcode, so they're yeah. gonna they're and they're working to fix it. And they've been had issues with the netcode since uh, even before we could show footage and and all that. But uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's changed that much um, in terms of quality netcode. There's been there was a match I played after this where. I mean, I was dying before they were even looking at me and shooting, right? So oh, wow. uh, we're talking about that level of latency, people gliding across the ground <laughs> instead of actually running. There's, you know, that common type of thing that you'll see. Um, but overall, it it just feels like a mediocre free-to-play game. There's not there's not a whole lot going for it still. I, I was hoping there would be more changes, but this is what they're sticking with. And I commend them for that. There are a lot of people excited on Twitter about it. Mainly the people new. who are mad at season three. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, who, who's going to play this? The no, people who are it, mad at Call yeah, of Duty for the moment. Yep, yeah, because... Partially because this has no SBB, SBMM. There's no skill-based matchmaking in this. It's going to have rank play. It's going to have 14 maps, and it uses a lot of the movement systems that uh, we've seen in stuff like Black Ops and stuff. That's that's really what it feels like they're going for is let's use what people want, that what the hardcore community wants out of COD because they've, uh, they've actually got pros on staff 
So yep, yeah they've they've, and that's the thing when you play it, it feels good. Like the yeah. the shooting, the movement, all of that feels. That was a nice good. trip cap for y'all to win that, by the way. Yeah, we needed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it feels good, but um, it just doesn't really amount to something interesting like on paper again it feels good but once you start actually playing um it's like oh huh okay yeah because everything there's there's not a lot of synergy between all the stuff and so it doesn't make it all that interesting um from a from a team perspective um, if you are really just interested in just getting in there and just owning everybody, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, it'll probably it it will hold some appeal because it does feel good. But if you're interested in the synergy between the abilities and what uh, uh, factions you choose and uh, how to move the payloads and and do all that stuff, there's not a lot of that. Um, I wish I had video footage of the uh, the payload stuff, um, but. I can just describe what happens. Typically, there's a couple of people who are pushing the payload, and then there are, you know, three others who are just running around like you would in domination, trying to find a position to keep the enemies off the payload. But nobody's really like working together and yeah. synergizing abilities to create an advantage for themselves. I, it is I wonder if some of this would be just a lot better if you, you know, booted in with several friends. Like, if that would make things a little bit better. I don't know if it would, because it doesn't feel like there's a need for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't feel like, hey, you know, if I follow the guy who has the shield, and I'm the one with the cloak, if we combine our and synergize our strategies together, we can really put some people down. Like, it doesn't feel like that's going to be the case. Um, Yeah. It just feels like, hey, you got good aim? Great. I don't. I'll cloak. Uh, you go in there first, and I'll come in and clean anything up. You know, like, <laughs> that's about yeah. probably the furthest kind of synergy. Okay, I'll, fo- I'll follow the shield guy. All right, he'll do his thing. But, uh, you know, it still doesn't feel like there's a lot of moments where it's like, this is your role. This is your role. This is your role. All right, let's work together. So uh, if it feels like if you play Call of Duty and you respect the roles like different types of players have for that game, you'll have success. Yep. And that might be what's happening is these the in the incubation of this, it's become more of the competitive arcade shooter than hero shooter in the sense of like the direction. Like the, the abilities are there, but they've almost been abandoned. Yeah, to, I would, to a degree. I wouldn't. I say wonder they're, if that changed. Well, it didn't feel like that originally either. Like it just felt like okay, we yeah. have abilities, but what what are we actually using yeah. them for? Maybe they planned more for them, and then it just <laughs> it never went anywhere. <laughs> Maybe, um, but yeah, if it, it feels like Call of Duty players who really love Call of Duty and the, the flavor that it has, they want to kind of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess the more traditional version of Call of Duty, yeah. I suppose. They Tradi- want to bring what, that what, back. 
what they think is traditional Call of Duty. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, the purest form of Call of Duty. Yeah. I'll, I'll call it that. That That's a good way of putting it. Um, so they bring that and then they're like, okay, well, what can we do to make it different? Let's add abilities. All right. Great. You did that. All right. And here we are. X Defiant. Yep. Would I play it? Sure. Yeah, I'll play it. It's fine. It's fun. Yep. Um, but there's there's a lot left on the table in terms of how far this can go in terms of being a game that feels like Call of Duty but actually has some uh, real difference to it. Yeah. That, the meaningful difference to it. Understandable. Yeah. yeah I'm, I, I know for me, like, playing it, like, I ended up playing a lot of the role of I'm the I I end up playing a lot of what I do in Call of Duty of playing the roamer who goes around and clears the path keeps people like like you were talking about keeping people off the payload I've got the SMG I'm flanking I'm trying to cause havoc to where they're looking at me instead of the payroll payload yeah um, yeah so so my teammates can push everything up so but since I played a lot by myself I may have done well with that role but there were sometimes I was just getting fried because, you know, I'm the only one actually playing a role where everybody else is just going for trick shots with snipers. <laughs> yeah. And then so. at the end of the day, how much of your abilities actually made a difference for you to be able to play that role better? Yeah. yeah. I'll admit the like the cloaking, that's super useful for a flanking player. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Because um, that's kind of try I'm trying to yep. pull that off myself. Um, Whereas like shield shield very good for somebody pushing the payload right because you can kind of yeah so it's a, some of it i think is just man there's a lot of just straight up teamwork like you said that if you're gonna get to synergy it's not like that like it's gonna work every single time but sure yeah it's the same as knowing what gun to pick up when you're playing a specific map because i know we've used to i would talk to my dad all the time of why the heck are you using a submachine gun when you're up in a crow's nest <sighs> On a boat that has a like great sight lines, you're not going to hit the broadside of a barn because you're using an SMG. Right. Pull out, pull out the AR. Like, it, it, I, I get the feeling that the abilities, like maybe it'll take some time to to learn. And once again, it may just not work right at all. But maybe there's a way to find those synergies of okay, we're doing this, so we need to switch to this. Um, we're, right. we're, we're playing, you know, we're, we're at the end. So maybe instead of flanking, maybe I need to switch over to a shield guy as well. Build that up for that final push. Like, you know, kind of, kind of the same thing, you know, sometimes you got to pull out doom fist cause you got to make sure you, uh, <laughs> get, get the overtime, get the overtime, yeah. man. <laughs> you got to yeah. fly out of spawn and get there for the overtime. So yeah, it, uh, uh, it's inter it's some interesting thoughts and I'll have to play it some to really get a, a, a some better ideas. I know it probably hasn't changed a lot, but I'd like to get more time with it again to really yeah. be able to flesh out thoughts. I think I think the speed might have something to do with it too. Like it's it's just so fast. <laughs> um, it's hard to it's hard to coordinate on the fly without communication. Well, it's a lot more reactionary compared to I'm not saying that Overwatch isn't. It's just that Overwatch you can coordinate a lot more of what you're doing before engagements. Yeah. Where Call of Duty it, it, it's almost instinctual what you're doing. 
Yeah, like you're you're literally you're just reacting to the situation at hand. That's what makes a good player usually is I react better than the other guy. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Um, I think the thing with Overwatch when you pick a character, the the role is not obviously the role is like clearly defined: tanks, damage, supports, but like what kind of abilities you have are just implied by the character you're using. So you're already thinking like, oh, this, okay, we know Winston jumps in from afar. He's got this kind of shield. All right. Yeah. I know how to play around that. When you have like the the shield people for this and uh, the echelon folk with the cloaks and drones flying around, it's like, all right, like I know what these things do. Yeah. But because since everybody's using guns and stuff, it's, yeah, that's all. That's a level playing field, whereas the abilities aren't. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, it's almost I, like there's a meta inside a meta, like that you're having to figure out. It. Yeah. It kind of does feel like that, and I'm wondering if there there will be a time where uh, actually, well, Ubisoft. I hadn't did really thought this, about it like that. <clears throat> Ubisoft had a a little thing that happened today as of this recording yep. earlier. So I'm wondering if the the people who were playing that actually like applied the abilities in a way that's more interesting than what's happening just I, playing with randoms in the closed beta. I, I, need to watch I would it. guarantee it because they are almost every single one of them is former pro players. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just yeah. wondering. So I, I like, would almost guarantee that they they've probably been playing this for a second. <laughs> so they sure, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. have. Co- they probably I'm sure they coordinated because some of it they had some. Uh, <laughs> they some of these guys had some bragging rights on the line from previous matchups. No, oh, okay. In oh. this in the Call of Duty League, so <laughs> yeah. So if if I watch that and it turns out to be just what I'm seeing playing the closed beta, then to me I'm like, there's no hope for the. <laughs> for the interesting aspects of this game. I think I think David and I agreed in talking about it in the past that there was some really latent potential in this. Yeah. Some things needed to be changed. I don't think those things have changed, but um it still looks like there's really latent potential <laughs> in this. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be realized by the type of people who will play this game because it is yeah. so much like Call of Duty. All right, I'm done. Makes sense. That's X Defiant. That's what we'll be talking about. There you poor, go. poor Jack. Poor Jack. Yeah, just I, just I over there listening, like, it. okay. I'm like, <laughs> it sounds fun i guess it sounds like the <laughs> potato chips of first person shooters if that makes sense like it's there I'll yeah, eat it, yeah. but like it ain't good for you yeah color duty is the popcorn you know yeah. you eat you get the popcorn it's kind of good for you too but yeah. popcorn got butter True. and salt <laughs> prefer popcorn over potato chips maybe that's not a great analogy all right, David. What right now would just be like staples or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, David. What news we got? 
news. I guess we will go ahead and start off. Uh, it's it's not the first thing on my news agenda, but there was a game that got revealed today. It was called Immortals of Avium. It is a EA original, uh, which is that is their publishing arm that helps indie studios to make games. We've gotten some really cool ones out of them, like Lost and Random, and uh, It Takes Two came out of that arm. Knockout so, City. Knockout well. City. So they've done a lot. They've actually had a lot of good good hits out of that. And, you know, I've just got to commend EA because everybody, we all know the old microtransaction jokes and always online, all these different things that EA's done to their own reputation, mind you, because they did it. Uh, they, they had some deserved, but like, I almost get annoyed now when people make jokes at their expense because, to me, they've really turned it around. Uh, yes, EA has <laughs> still has FIFA and Madden and all these microtransactions and those and whatnot, but they're also putting out some really good stuff, like with the Star Wars Jedi and and this that's coming up. Um, with with Immortals of Avium, with the supporting some of these really good indie games, recognizing good indie games, uh, that they're they're uh, starting to get some of those good single player games out, some really good other things. Uh, so it's just nice to see. Um, but we will watch the the trailer for this real quick because none of these guys have seen this yet, and I actually came away impressed by this. See your red, blue, and green magic this there. Is Avium. Since we first learned to use magic, we've waged war over who would control it. Now, only Lucium remains to resist the tyrant of Rashan. Sandrak will eventually be able to block our access to magic. Then the Everwar is over over as in he takes over lucium as in he takes over everything to be an immortal. I want to fight this war as one of you, one of the elite. I believe in you. She definitely thinks you're going to die. That's why her face looks like that. Towards your doom. 
Your sigil will help you focus your magic. Prevent it from killing you. I found a child whose new powers could make them a threat to the kingdom I protect. The choice was to either kill you... ...or turn you into a weapon against Rasharn. Option A was to kill me? Gameplay looks cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely you can tell that that's alpha because that's yeah. it. The gameplay itself looks a little more grainy, <laughs> I yeah. guess you could say, compared to everything. But I guess the biggest thing is you could totally tell that. Uh, those are former Call of Duty devs behind the game. The gun hands, like, the gun hand yeah, magic. I love the it. gun, the gun hand, the uh, the the first thing I thought was Call of Duty when they have that whole they're flying into the one thing and they're getting shot in the air and then they all jump off and dive down like that. I was like, okay, that's straight out of like a World War II game, <laughs> the parachuting <laughs> down into battle. Um, but like I'm. Honestly, I like the idea. What's, like, what it, is it the idea? Fun. Is it what Just, genre is it? It's a single player first person shoot magic shooter. Oh, okay. All right. So it's the it's writing, all story. It sounded a little bit marvelly. Yeah. I hope it's not all like that, but like if the gun the gunplay, the uh the <laughs> gun magic, play. magic hand gunplay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that's good, then I well, it mind. it says right here that the alumni who are at this studio ascendant they these are people who have worked on old Telltale games, Bioshock, Borderlands, and Call of Duty. Oh, that's uh, the okay. Now that you said that, I've yeah. I can literally pinpoint every moment. I was like, that's Bioshock, that's Call of Duty, that's Borderlands, <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. Um, because I was like, is this here. like a, uh, a, a looter magic shooter? I was like, what is this? <laughs> they said, so here's one of the things that was written. Uh, Avium has three t ribbons of magic. Chaos is the red, force is the blue, life is the green. In basic weapon terms, they said that chaos, the red, it's like a shotgun. Blue is more of an accurate long-range rifle, and green is like an SMG. Okay. So Can I see the blue one like charging with melee though. Maybe, but that might have just been what they were doing at that point. Gotcha. But they said that the sound behind it is more FPS, so it's a lot of explosion and like the thudding yeah. that you heard yeah. with a lot of the different stuff. Um, let me see, I'm trying to find the guy's name, one of the guys' name that they were talking to, uh, Brett Robbins. He was. He was actually has credits on three Call of Duty titles, and he was actually at Visceral when they did Dead Space. I was so. going to say one of those guys, like the red dudes, look like Dead Space engineers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah like I said, right. I don't know that it's necessarily going to be the perfect game, but at the same point, it does look fun. Yeah. And it's from a fledgling developer. Uh, the only worry that I would have is is 
is them possibly being sent out to die because it is going to be a full price title. Mm. Well, I think one of the other worries to have is obviously with first person shooters, guns are important. There are no guns. So what does shooting this magic feel like and how interesting yep. will it be is exactly a real real big issue they're going to have to show what that looks like in order to sell this game yeah. judging oh, by agreed. that like green smg type thing it looked pretty pretty good it looked pretty um yeah. but well like they it. said with like the Feel thuds good. and the explosions if you can sure. somehow capture that and uh, again if these people if these are former call of duty developers then they know what a good gun <laughs> uh, what good gunplay is if you can find a way to make that translate yeah to, yeah yeah but we're talking about magic yeah. now so now it's literally like but if if it, it if it almost feels it, like there's no difference though comparatively like the way it hits and everything it's just flashier yeah and that matters like it's it's it you can't just be like oh and stuff flies out your hand like that's boring right like all yeah, of that yeah. stuff has to culminate into something interesting and no. cool looking um uh, i'm not worried about the sound the sound no. was great it, it looked like they were constant <laughs> it looked like the person was constantly your character was constantly switching too so that's kind of a cool way to do it as well if you're not locked into like one yeah that'd be interesting. Almost, yeah so like i said it, it looks really cool uh obviously has a lot to measure up to but uh i'll say the 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 cinematic visuals are and i know cinematics look good nowadays in general but i thought that was pretty top tier for something that ea proper definitely cut that trailer oh yeah (laughs) for sure oh yeah but lots of good experience in that room so hopefully they can get it right because it's always nice to see a a game be able to make it Yeah. yeah So the story is supposed to be like literally immortal beings locked in a stalemate until like the big bad finds a way to shift the tides. I guess uh, one of the things that they actually brought up is uh, a lot of what they were looking at was almost taking like today's military stories to a degree, but shifting it to be magic. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, more fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah more fantasy. Like more they were like, well, yeah. there's a helicopter going in. What if that was a dragon? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it it feels like it's almost going to be a very modern take on the fantasy genre. At least that's the aim. It's like Call for of what Duty they're trying Hogwarts to do. Hogwarts edition. Per, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yep. Call of Duty Hogwarts. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Call All of right. Duty Modern Hogwarts. Next. <laughs> Next, next, next. Where are we at? Um, there was a new Zelda trailer today. Since oh, we're yeah. on a, a tr- since we're on a trailer kick, yeah, the trailer kick. Uh, yeah. Which I, we we said we're just gonna throw that in the background and just talk about it because we don't really have a lot of time to just go crazy with it. Uh, it was a trailer. It was a beautiful. <laughs> That's the biggest trailer. thing I could say. Oh yeah, yeah great, was, great trailer. It's a beautiful trailer. Music was fantastic. I think at this point, um. Well, I, I guess the discourse I find weird about it. was a good hype trailer. Like, oh, that's that's a good absolutely. Oh, yeah. Fantastic hype trailer. I was hyped after it. <laughs> but um, 
a lot of people after the gameplay trailer that they showed before this, I think three weeks ago, um, a lot of, well, yeah, I would say a lot of people, maybe not the majority, but a lot of people were kind of like, oh, this kind of, all right, it looks like more Breath of the Wild. Um, you know, the fuse mechanic looks pretty cool. There's some more creative options to do, but yeah, okay, it's it's more Breath of the Wild. All right, well, maybe I won't pay $70 for this. I'll wait till it goes on sale. Now, that's that's the kind of discourse I was seeing. Obviously, there were a lot of people that were like, oh, yeah, this looks really cool, of course. But then this trailer comes out, and they're like, oh, my God. They can have my money. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm getting this. I, I get confused by that because I'm just like, did you not go back and watch the gameplay trailer that you saw before? And it's, it's, that hasn't changed because now they've cut together with some fantastic music and some great visuals. It looks great. This trailer is a fantastic trailer. I'm not trying to take it away. It's yeah, a great point of the trailer. trailer. Like, get yep. I know that's the it's point. Like, Nintendo did their job. All right. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying, it's why like, y'all being so gullible? That's yeah, my, it's like, that's re- remember that this is not going to be NFL red zone. You're going to have to play the whole game. Right. <laughs> And they're just, it's just like, I. There are going to be the running through the field moments where you have nothing to do for 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, you know what you're getting with that. But people are like, oh my God, this is going to be like somebody who's fairly prominent and covers a lot of Nintendo stuff. They said, Oh, there's innovative platforming. I'm like, you saw three seconds of somebody jumping, <laughs> Link jumping in midair. That's innovative platforming. Like, yeah, are we like, can we stop with the exaggeration of what we're seeing? Like, take it, look at what you're seeing, and you walk away with innovative platforming. And that, yep. and that was just one thing. I'm like, eh, no, you. And it's okay to let the hype overwhelm. That's fine. Like, I know fans aren't going to look at it critically, but I feel like as, as a person, I'd be trying to look out for people's wallets. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. that's how yeah. I feel like my role is. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to help you stay centered. And at the end of the day, there's going to be great bosses. There's going to be, you know, more breath of the wild. And if you like that, that's fantastic. You have a reason to buy this, but we haven't seen any dungeons. We haven't seen any gameplay outside of what we saw the week before. And when you have that kind of issue, it makes me wonder, what are they hiding? Why aren't they showing a little bit more? Like, show us a little bit of a dungeon. Even yep. even if it's like, you know, one of the whatever, 140. Like, if they have smaller dungeons, we don't even know if they're continuing with that. Yeah, the Do they have more larger dungeons? Yeah. So there's still a lot of questions and people are like, yeah, but there's, there's so much more. To this. Like, it's so much more because you actually got some water. All right. You were thirsty. Yep. Now, now you got a little bit of water and now you're satisfied. And Trailer I don't think they did his job. Enough. Yeah. So kudos That's to what Nintendo. trailers are for. 
trailer did what trailers do. Yeah, trailers did what trailers do. This was a great. Uh, you look back in history and go, what was a great hype trailer? Tears of the Kingdom, twenty twenty three. Absolutely, that's going to be in the history books. Common um, Nintendo W. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I I just get fascinated by how people are so quick to flip after seeing not really that much. Discourse, man. Discourse. Speaking of discourse, <laughs> there has been a to? whole lot of it this week oh. about a certain game that uh, can't count to 60. <laughs> <laughs> Redfall, after a what were glowing previews, probably played on PCs. <laughs> yeah. We found out that on the Xbox Series X and S at launch, there will not be a 60 frames per second mode, a performance mode. There will just be 30 frames. There are a lot of different ways that we can go with this. I think probably all three of us have a different way of going about this. My biggest thing is, why did it take until now? To say something but beyond the fact of you were probably working hard behind closed doors trying to make this work. But here's the thing. It's just shooters to me, especially a co-op shooter, way better at 60. And if you, it is something that you're going to put into the game, why not delay? I know you've already delayed. It's already kind of, but it feels even more so that you're sending it out to die when you're in between Jedi Survivor and breath and tears of the kingdom like you're stuck between two games that are going to command the internet's complete attention over the next month like i get that it exists in its own circle and it has game pass but come on like it it just does not feel right in the sense of like this feels like it's being sent out to die that's i've seen that said by several people and it it, it kind of feels like that because there are a lot of people who just plan on not playing this till the update. I personally, on the side of things, games don't always have to be 60. I prefer if I'm playing a shooter for it to be at 60. That's just the way at it goes. The very least. Yes. Yeah. To, to me, it's a, it just, if it's a shooter, I, if I'm playing like Gotham Knights, I see it, but it's not yeah. as necessary in Gotham Knights for me yeah. compared to this. Like, this just feels like it. Why does Xbox keep doing this? <laughs> Why do they keep letting this happen? Like it, it just it, it boggles my mind. You get all this good press, and then this happens. Yeah, um, I don't have a question or answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. This is one of those things where having a publisher does help. Publishers are trying to make money too. And, you know, obviously Bethesda is Arcane's publisher for this game, but Microsoft owns Bethesda. And so I feel like this is a situation where Microsoft would have to step in and go delay it. We know what you, we, we know what you put out, delay it. It's fine. Yeah. We'll release it at another time. The fall, maybe? It looks pretty spooky. 
Quite possibly. That would be an appropriate time, sometime before Halloween. That's appropriate. Call of Duty, though, typically has something around that time. Um, near the end of the years is a tougher time, but that that would be appropriate. Um, but I feel like Microsoft at this point has had so many not wins that they are scared to do something like delay it. Because if they delay it, it's going to push back other plans, possibly. Yeah. And that also would look bad. Like, at this point, this game, Redfall not being at 60, like, that's just a lose-lose in yeah. every way. There is no win here. If they delay it, the 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 message is, see, Microsoft can't release games. That's That's what people are going to say. That's going to be the story. If they do this and release it at 4K 30, then we have what the story is now. Microsoft is tripping. (laughs) They look what they did with Halo Infinite. Now this is happening with Redfall. You know, like this, there is no win for Microsoft here. And so I feel like you take the, 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 the lesser L which is delay it. Yeah. Um, because at some point, Starfield is going to come out. And if it comes out before Redfall, like, hey, you know, great. If not, and you delay Redfall, there's still probably enough time between it and Starfield where Redfall could get a little play. Um, but I do feel like that is kind of the reason why they're releasing it anyway, because anywhere else, it will die. Like, this is the best place for Redfall to launch. So people are saying, like, if they launch it I mean, this there's way... there's nothing in July. Well, I guess it depends on how long it would take to actually implement this if this was like because we don't know how quick this is going to be done because i guarantee you i guarantee you it could be three months because of the fact of when you don't give a date that means this isn't like a oh we'll have it done in two weeks thing right 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 but it also could be like now they could have it done within a month to three months right and they could be be a window yeah. yeah so i feel like that's actually part of the reason why they're okay with launching it on the same date with that because they have a feeling they could probably get it done within a reasonable time that Redfall is still relevant enough to where they they launch it. Not as many people play it because it's 30 frames per second. And then, a, you know, a month later, maybe a little bit more. Boom. Here's the season. Oh, okay. And then if it ends up, having good press either from PC players or people who are willing to tolerate it at 30 frames per second, then it's like, okay, well, sounds like it's a great game and they got the 60 frames now. Okay. I'll check it out. So initially it's not a win, but it could be if Redfall actually turns out to be the thing. Actually good. The problem is I don't think Redfall actually looks to be that great. So (laughs) it'd be very um, interesting to see what happens. Uh, what I am do think is funny is if people are upset about this, just wait until they find out that uh, Starfield's going to be 30 frames per second. Well, they already know. Ooh. They already said it. 
Yeah, but they well they he never actually said it. It was more that Howard implied that that was where they're going. That's where they're always at with their games. But there's no way that the worlds that they're promising are going to be rendered with in a big open world like that at 60 frames. Like no, uh, no, unless no. unless Todd Howard found something absolute magic that you know that's just not going to happen. But man, the discourse is going to be ridiculous when people find that out because I think there's a lot of people even if they do know it there's a lot of people who have tricked themselves into forgetting yeah <laughs> it just or or, do, or or they're deny they're in denial of of it because yeah uh, starfield I, I I do not see any way starfield manages to hit 60 frames and here's the thing I don't know that there will be a performance mode at all. Oh, probably not. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that you can make a performance mode that gives it that. No, that's that's just the god honest truth. And yeah. when you have more intensive engines, when you have more intensive games that you want to make more immersive, you have to you have to you have to give things up, and yeah. that's what's going to get given up. And in fact, as we move into Unreal Five. A lot of games are going to come out, and they're going to be thirty frames, whether people like it or not. Not everybody, well, the, the not every team with, can do it. Yeah. the The advantage with Unreal Engine Five, at least it's supposed to be, is that it's supposed to be able to take high fidelity stuff and, for lack of a better way to put it, but compress it in a way so that it's not as uh, hardware intensive. Um, yeah. But. I that mean, usually yeah. means that people just push the bar. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. so which means that we're probably because, like, I guarantee you, uh, we were, uh, we've already seen kind of some things, but uh, one of the one of Naughty Dog's developers actually said something along the lines of, like, who's surprised about this thirty frames thing? Naughty Dog's next game is probably thirty frames per second. Yeah, but it's fine because they make story based games. Right. So it, it, the, that's once again, I think we already we already kind of discussed that it. it's the genre <laughs> that they are in that it's yeah. like, why is this happening in this genre? Shooters, even this stealth based really need to operate at 60 because FPS games just work better at that. There's a reason Call of Duty may have not looked as good or had as much destruction as Battlefield, but they were pushing 60 frames even on consoles because they were they were okay with losing some of the high fidelity to give the frame rate and it made a huge difference for cod yep so. um just cordon at windows central wrote a column it was really interesting it was really insightful um just his breakdown of all this and he's basically saying that uh this isn't about Redfall. It's about years of Xbox failures, and this is just another one. And it's Goodness. it's just built up. You right? you know so it's like, you know it's bad if Jez is starting to say stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. So like, well, he the, well, I read. It, I was like, dude, that's like a great read on the situation. Like, I'm not. I, I'm rarely impressed with other people's opinions, but like that. I was like, that is, that's a fantastic read on the situation because he like takes it back. Like pretty much since the Xbox one, Xbox has been on the back foot, right? So they haven't really had any huge wins 
uh, outside of Game Pass since the Xbox One. Like the Xbox they, Series, they had that X one moment was, in 2021 where we felt like they had gained momentum. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you know the Xbox Series X is a fantastic piece of hardware. Like, it, oh yeah, it, it's it's very good. Um, and then you have Game Pass, and then uh, Hi-Fi Rush. There you go. <laughs> you know, I mean, I like Hi-Fi Rush a whole lot. It's good, but, yeah, but it's, it's not a system seller. No, it's it's not. Uh, it's not even Game Pass seller. So, um, you know, he just he looks at all that and it's like thing after thing after thing after thing. Oh, here's a win. Uh, yeah, there's a win. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a, oh that oh there's that, and it basically culminates this moment with Redfall. And it's like, dude, like, <laughs> like you said, Redfall had some good press. Can can y'all just keep momentum going? Is that possible? Doesn't seem it doesn't like feel can. like they can get out of their own way. Yeah. So people, so people who are like I play on Xbox are feeling like like second class citizens is what somebody I, said. Yes. And I really can't like. Did I really buy the wrong machine? You know, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and right now you have to look at it. Somebody who's fresh, like consoles, are just now starting to get available. Not completely on Xbox's side because they are harder to get right now because they've got a really random shortage. It's another stupid issue on Series X's. Yeah. But people are, have to be sitting there thinking, okay, PlayStation's the one that everybody's talking about right now. PlayStation's the one that has all kinds of games on it. Why would I grab an Xbox for the Promise stuff when even the Promise stuff is having issues? Right. <laughs> so, like, like I said, I love, and this is coming from someone who owns both machines, who will be playing the heck out of Starfield when it comes out, whether or not it's on Xbox or PC. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, like you said, every time they <laughs> they do something right, it they they step on a Lego. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Sounds like you want to say something, Jackson? Yeah. Oh no, I was just laughing oh. at when oh, he, he's step on a Lego. <laughs> I mean, that's a I good way of putting it because feeling. I mean, <laughs> everyone it, knows it, that. It yeah. just it just doesn't make sense. Like it really doesn't. And we, I think we've talked about it before. So many other companies are really good at balancing their bad news with good news. Yes, like. PlayStation almost always says their bad thing on like Tuesday because on Friday you're going to get the good thing <laughs> or something or another. Like it's it, it's always a balance of how this news is getting out. It feels like it's always Xbox's balance is completely off. There's never good news to counter the bad news. Mm-hmm. It's always having to have one of the talking heads hit Twitter or, or something like that, and be like, hey, we're sorry we messed this up. We'll do better next time. Yep. Having a really hard time seeing when next time is going to happen mm-hmm. when it keeps happening over and over and over. Um, Like, the, the, the only studio I feel like I trust over there at this point is Obsidian. Yeah. Because And it's because they've given me no reason not to trust them as, as mm-hmm. good as stuff as they put out. And that's what's so funny about this situation. This really isn't like bad. No. You know what I'm saying? Like it this is no indication that the game won't be playable. This is no indication no. that there's going to be performance issues. This is 
the game is locked at 30 frames per second at yeah. launch. Okay, yeah, that's that's not good in the sense it's, of good for the genre, good for a first-person shooter. But this isn't like Halo Infinite looks just, oh my God, like this is what yeah. you're going to give us? You know, that type of yeah. situation. Um, this isn't, uh, you know, the, the game just looks abjectly abysmal like uh uh suicide squad you know it's it's, a downer that's really what it is it's a downer it it feels like these another one it's these bricks (laughs) that keep getting laid on the xbox owners backs and they just keep going down and down and down and it's like come on how much further do i have to get down before you take one of these off (laughs) right yeah just bog down the red the red fall previews felt like one of them came off and then it just put right back on (laughs) so yeah somebody said i i made the stupid decision to jump into a, a an xbox fans twitter space after all of this um mainly because of the entertainment value Oh, yeah. But one of the one of the biggest things was just they kept saying it's like you know why PlayStation fans never act this way it's like because they just look at their bad news they go well at least we're not Xbox yeah seriously <laughs> and even if they don't have that at least they have some good games yep at least we have at least we have something to play <laughs> yeah so like I said it's a it's a it's a real tough situation that Microsoft just continues to find themselves in. And, and I hate it for the brand because it, truly 2021 with Forza Horizon 5 and Halo Infinite hitting at the end, it really felt like Xbox had that momentum. It really felt like, okay, we're finally stepping into Xbox, becoming that brand that, that we thought they were in 360 days. Like that, yeah, they, yeah, were, yeah. Get, that, that they were yeah. getting to. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, Okay, we're right back to like I I don't want to sound that way. It feels like we're right back to being in Xbox One era again. Well, it's not that. It's bad. not it's, that. But well, it's not the begin. Well, it's not the begin. Not the beginning of it necessarily <laughs> because the beginning was abysmal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, we're we're closer okay, to we're, that than we are to three sixty. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, yeah, but. <laughs> That's the thing, where we are conflating this one thing. Well, and I'm talking about all of it. I'm talking about all of it it, as a whole. Right, right, right. But, you know, this thing is like, oh, we're back in Xbox. Eh." It's, I mean, we still got Minecraft Legends coming out. Like, Minecraft is huge, right? I imagine that would be pretty good. So, there's that. Um, And... Even as just for it's not like Microsoft hasn't had any like Flight Simulator, Age of Empires 4, um, Hi Fi Rush recently. So it's not like Microsoft has had nothing. It's just when we look at the big stuff, they are not they're not uh doing well with those. And Redfall. So what you're telling me is the system big... sellers. Right, yeah, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yep. The system sellers have not been uh have had great news par. around them. Yep. Yeah. So. I mean, 2023 kind of feels like the year of indie, just in my opinion. With For some, Xbox? Just in general, like, Hi-Fi Rush was still, like, pretty great. It's um, my game of the year for now. Yeah, <laughs> like, for now. Uh, Atomic Heart. you play Legend of Zelda. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> quite, it could, hey, quite possibly. Yeah. 
gone? Did you? I thought I thought you oh, had no. more. <laughs> oh, no. I like, yeah. Tommy Hart. Um, I've seen some bangers on Steam. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. And there's uh, there's a lot of good AAA too, though. With uh, with with stuff like you have yeah <laughs> yeah that counts. Uh, no, Diablo <laughs> Four, Final Fantasy, and Street Fighter all in the same month. Oh God, yeah, jeez. All in the same month. I know. Stop. <laughs> All in the same month. <laughs> <laughs> Tears of the out. Kingdom. We've got uh, yep. Jedi Survivor about to come out, which is going to be one of the best games we've ever played because it's coming out after something Horizon. Um, Starfield yeah. still has yet to come out. Spider Man Two. True. Oh, I can't wait for Spider Man Two. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> well, a superhero game that won't be as good as Spider-Man 2 is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, <laughs> which has been delayed until 2024. This is our last news piece. Uh, nobody yeah. is really surprised. Jason Schreier had already mentioned that it was going to be delayed, and Jeff Grubb said he heard it could be delayed as far as 2024. Well, now it is February Here's the worst thing. Since Arkham Knight, it will have been, I believe, Benji Sales said, eight years and seven months <laughs> since the last Rocksteady game came out. The last mainline, because they did technically do the VR game. I feel sorry for Rocksteady. No uh, yeah. No wonder. I'm, I just, I don't... Uh, one of the biggest... Uh, unless... Somehow this game ends up very good, which let's be let's be real here. I don't care. I, I don't care about there being a delay. There needed to be a delay. Nine months is not enough to change core gameplay. You cannot change the entirety of what your game is in nine months. Because you're I, probably still dealing with the issues that you have currently. I agree. Here I won't. I won't say I dis. I also disagree. I I will say they won't change the core gameplay, but they can change uh, how it is executed. So, for example, I guess I guess in the simplest way I can put it is it could be more interesting. Yeah, oh, I can agree all with these, that. All these characters having guns and not really acting as they you know, as probably their characters could, they could probably work that out in nine months because um, they're not changing the core gameplay. They are changing what they do within that core gameplay. So yeah. me, I am fine with Suicide Squad being a looter, whatever it is. Um, But I would prefer if it were not a looter shooter. I want the characters to kind of be them. I want the weapons and the items and all that to reflect Damn. the Suicide Squad. I want that's what I am looking for when I see this game. I'm okay with it having numbers <laughs> and yeah. loot. And I'm all that. curious if I'm curious if they won't all still have guns though. Like I, I, I can see that I remaining agree. completely the same. I agree. 
There, there's some people that have said, you know, maybe they're working on removing the live service elements, which I completely don't believe is going to happen no. because I don't think executives will let it. that happen. No, yeah, yeah they'll that, just perfect that, it. Like you said, find a way to make it more interesting and where people will be okay with the mechanics. But, like, it, the worst thing about all of it is, is the fact that they're having to spend nine more months working on this. That's nine months that they can't that they won't be able to just move on to the next thing. I know, yeah. like that. I, I the, the one of the biggest bag fumbles is Rocksteady being like, "No, nah, we ain't gonna make another Batman." Because <laughs> I still don't agree with that, but yes, I hear what you're saying. I I feel like it is just because I think I think Batman is is money compared to what this is. Sure, yeah. I think Batman. I think well, Batman would made a lot more money. Uh, even av- even an average Batman game would have made more money than what I feel like this will. Uh, I, can this be better? Be sure, but I don't. I just don't see it happening. What'd you say, Jackson? I said even with the great premise, just the concept of Batman is a money printer. Even with like yeah. the sheer terror of fighting godlike beings as a shark person, <laughs> like doesn't fight doesn't compare to. Batman. No, um, but what David is saying, like that's that's just the game they should have made um, instead of wasting their time on this. I I just I make the argument what Suicide Squad is now may not have been what they conceptualized and started working yeah. on. So that's that's where I say yes, it would have been money to to do that, but it may not have been at the time at conception and all that suicide squad was not going to be like some like abject failure of for money wise that it looks like it's going to become. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And it could still be great in the end. Like the gameplay loop could be ridiculously addictive when we get to it in February of next year. It's just, you know, they're so far. It just feels like, I mean, it just feels like it took way too long to get to this. No, it feels and like wasted that's, time now, and, and that's on and that's on that's on Rocksteady. It's not on anybody else beyond Rocksteady. They they were it could be Warner Brothers. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I would say that they were just not they were not prepared to make a live service game. Agreed. And it completely shows in how all of this has been handled because it was constant year after constant year. Of what are they making? What are they making? What are they making? They finally show it, and then it was when do we see it? When do we see it? When do we see it? We finally see it. We get a date, and nobody wants to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it may just, not have started sad. out as a live service game. That's kind of the funky part of it. Yep. I don't know. It's just it's one of those things of, uh, you know, we, we always talk about Microsoft and their management decisions and stuff is is a management decision that if if you were getting shoehorned into a live service game, you, you got to make sure you get the right people in place for it because uh, it, it, it is we all know it is hard to survive in this industry as a live service game. It, it was hard to survive when there weren't a lot of live service <laughs> yeah, games like because it just some of them just didn't work and weren't interesting but now when you've got competition <laughs> it, it's even harder so yep absolutely you, you gotta you gotta make sure you got the right people in place and uh, you know 
I as as much crap as I'm giving them, I really hope they turn it around and it ends up being a fantastic game because I some of my best moments in gaming have been playing the Arkham series. Uh, Arkham, the Arkham games are one of the few games I've gone back and played again. Like, and I still want to go back and replay Arkham Knight again. Um, so like, I I really hope they get it right because when when Rocksteady makes it rocks that he proved it in Batman that they can make one of the most fun gameplay loops out there. So we'll see. We will. We will see. Yep. All right. Well, that'll do it for us today, tonight, yep. whatever time. Oh, but time before we get out of here, oh. I do okay. want to call out a uh, firewall zero or firewall. I think it's ultra. Something like it. Firewall Ultra, that's a PlayStation's VR shooter. Okay. Uh, something that's kind of really neat is they did eye, they're using eye tracking for like your weapon selection wheel. Uh. But, but something else that they did is if a flashbang comes in the room. No, if you no. close your no no here here no this is actually what you. <laughs> you get stabbed <laughs> a little thing comes out and stabs you in the eye no uh what's what's neat is you actually if you close your eyes the eye tracking picks that up and if it goes off and then you open your eyes back up it won't affect you oh like so, it's a it's a neat thing, and they're actually doing a similar thing with the uh, the flashlights, like that are on like weapons and stuff that like you can use them to try and kind of keep people from being able to see. Uh, but one of the things you can actually do is you can take the controller and put your hand in front of the flashlight so you could like pop it off <laughs> and like flashbang, fl- essentially make your own flashbang. <laughs> huh. I love that. that. Is interesting and stuff. So just just neat things that are like you don't think about playing in like a regular call of duty game, but it's like, Oh, in VR, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that that is- this would be something, but like, like I really like the idea of I close my eyes. That keeps me from being affected by a flashbang. Yeah. But it also leaves me vulnerable to being shot. Of course. Okay. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. That's quite sick. Yeah. All right. Well, with that said, that'll do it for us tonight yeah. appreciate you watching appreciate you listening we'll be back next week Deuces. peace good being on here <laughs>